Small businesses are the backbone of America, and they help keep the Texas spirit alive. But did you know as many as 50% will close their doors forever after just five years? Well, we're here to change that. This is the beef. This is the beef. We know how tough it is to be an entrepreneur today. That's why we're giving small business owners a platform to share their stories. You'll hear it all. The highs and the lows, the good and the bad, and everything in between. This is the Beef Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing in partnership with Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm going to air guitar that intro one day, man. All that music just sounds so good. It just makes me want to air guitar it. And now that we're on YouTube, I feel like that would be something the viewers would love. But hey, welcome to another episode of the Beef Podcast. I'm your host as always, John Kelly, aka John the Marketer on Instagram, now on YouTube, TikTok, all kinds of stuff. Man, I'll tell you what, I went viral yesterday. I had a TikTok video on my personal account. I thought it was a pretty great video. Some people may not like it, so you may not want to head to my personal TikTok account. It's not for <laughs> not safe for work, but man, it was a funny video. It actually went viral. I was completely shocked, like doubled my followers in three to four hours. I'm just trying to get my John the Marketer TikTok to do the same thing. So please head over to John the Marketer on TikTok and get your 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 subscribe in there, your follow, and and check out the videos we're putting out. We're trying to put out a lot more content on there, so make sure you're checking that stuff out. But in the studio with me today, I actually have a special guest host, Video John. Video John is, has been on one episode prior. At least one. Yeah. I like to I've just been bring in the in. room for more, but right? oh, yeah. there's evidence of me being in one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. In the room for many, but a guest on a few. Just like to bring him in for an outside perspective, especially when we have a guest like we have today, Kyle with Project Zero. Kyle, welcome to the show, man. Hey, appreciate you guys having us on. Talk about the organization. Yeah, it's it's our pleasure. I, I say it every single episode, and I literally sound like a broken record at this point. But I'm excited to talk about this because, of course, most people know my full time job is in fire. So this is something that hits near and dear to my heart. It's not the first 501c3 I've had on that does that, but this one is definitely something uh, that I've recently been through that is super important for first responders, the military all of that stuff. So we're going to hop right into it with our icebreaker question. So our icebreaker question for today is, what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, man. I like The Shining always comes up number one. I I don't know why. It's not even one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, I don't think. But I think it's one of the first ones. So it was kind of taboo, like you're not supposed to watch that type thing. And so, (laughs) and I don't know, all work, no play, make Jack Dolboy. (laughs) Man, scary movie. We don't do those in our house too much. Really? I, yeah. Like my wife doesn't like them. She just she still gets freaked out. And when we when we visited the Alamo, we stayed like on the grounds. Uh, we had a hotel that really freaked her out. I had nothing to do with it. But I'd say, man, what would be the most the most recent like thing that comes to memory is when the I recall like when the Ring came out. Right. Oh, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. that was really freaky. That was probably one that actually I think it threw me over the edge to yeah. to watch that. I just I don't like them. I like action films, but that was one that yeah I'll probably watch once. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. We're the same way at my house. Like scary movies aren't a big thing because exactly the same reason. My wife is not a fan. Yeah. She is absolutely terrified of scary movies. And I'm like, you know, it's fake, right? She's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it scares the crap real. out of me. Yeah. But 
I enjoy scary movies. Yeah. And I'm not one that's easily scared. It's actually, it's hard to scare me or even startle me sometimes mm-hmm. when it happens. It's a, it's a it's crazy a experience moment. for me. I love it because it's, it's like an adrenaline rush. You yeah, know? yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to act in this feeling right now. Right, yeah. I think one of my favorites is, and I, I was actually shocked this was considered a scary movie because mm-hmm. I see it more as like a thriller, but The Purge. Okay. The Purge is technically a scary movie. Really? Yeah. I thought and it would be a thriller. Man, I, I, I yeah, I, I enjoy it. the heck out of it. Yeah. And you know, if we if we talk about, I think we can call it a classic at this point because we're all old now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we talk yeah. about the classics, yeah, only because of the parody, I like Scream. Okay. Yeah. And and only because of scary movie I, and, I got and that you. whole. That's why you that like whole the shebang. Whole yeah. Man, I think Scream is just so classic, and it's like that terrible. Or that terrible, horrible, yeah, uh, yeah, horror film. Yeah, uh, you know, I remember I watched this movie called Dark Harvest one time, and it was like a low budget horror movie. And I remember thinking the dudes in the the scarecrow, it was like a cheap scarecrow mask that they used from the dollar store, literally from the dollar store. I had the same mask that I bought for Halloween. <laughs> Those are the best though. Yeah, I know. And yeah, yeah you're looking yeah. at this stack of hay. The girl goes into the barn. They focus in on the stack of hay, and you're like, the guy's in the stack of hay. He's about yeah. to jump yeah. out of it, and he jumps out of it. Everybody screamed. It was so funny though, because we all were calling it, making fun of it. It's <laughs> yep. about to jump out right there. Still scares you. Still yep. scared you. That's the crazy part about Scream Man. Like she does all the things that we know not to do yeah. run upstairs where you're pinned and yeah just oh my god the yeah let's pin ourselves in that's, yeah that's the number one and then when yeah. you when you take care of the bad guy the last thing you do in a hollywood film is run up to the bad guy because he's not dead yet like, right we know this this yeah. is i was talking about this with somebody one time though if you took all of those idiosyncrasies out of the hollywood movie and it was right like real life then a lot of those movies would be five minutes long ten minutes long yeah, yeah well, like, they wouldn't make it hollywood, movie over right? yeah, yeah exactly more, too hyper realistic like, like yeah, yeah. taken liam neeson calls the cops <sighs> yeah movie over yeah. Love that <laughs> you know? movie. yeah yeah, yeah. You know? i freaking love that yeah. movie man that's i don't know who you are <laughs> i have a very special set of skills <laughs> yeah all right, man. Well, you know, of course, before we get into it, every single episode, I have to stop and talk about our tremendous sponsor, Community Bank of Texas. So Community Bank of Texas knows that, especially now, the experience and availability of your banking partner is crucial. Community Bank of Texas is here to help your business, and their bankers have been working nonstop to give clients the support that they need during these challenging economic times. And as a business owner, a lot of things may keep you up at night. Your bank shouldn't be one of them. When you bank with Community Bank of Texas, you have the freedom to focus on your business commitments instead of worrying about the commitment of your banker. Community Bank of Texas is proudly committed to partnering with you and your business through it all. Short-term hurdles, long-term growth, countless new directions. Because when it comes to doing business, Community Bank of Texas simply delivers a better banking experience. Community Bank is a foundation you can build your business on for decades to come. Community Bank of Texas Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. And I got to tell you, man, I can't thank Community Bank of Texas enough for being a partner in this. They're in a weird situation right now, merging with another bank. So they kind of been hands off over the past few episodes just because it's been busy for them, man. Well, yeah, they're probably navigating that. Yeah. Yeah, But we were actually, uh, at the time of this recording, it is just after Tomball German Festival. And if you have not been to Tomball German Festival, you are missing out and Ethan stopped by, uh, saw us at our photo booth because we have OMG Event Co. Mm-hmm. And we had our photo booth out there all weekend and he stopped by and we just had a really great conversation and I'm excited with where Community Bank's going and hopefully we'll continue this partnership. Awesome. But we're here today to talk about Project Zero. Now, Project Zero, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, this is all about 
mental health for first responders, military, but not in your traditional sense of, hey, I need to talk to somebody and let me just sit down in a a counselor's office and lay on the couch and spill out all my problems because that stuff doesn't work for us. For us, we need something more real. And what's more real than going out and going mudding or (laughs) climbing up some rocks in a Jeep or a Toyota or just getting outdoors and starting a bonfire, drinking some beer and, and talking with your peers. And so it's more of like that professional counseling meets peer support group. I think you you got it you got it almost 100% correct you know that was kind of the the foundation in which we started in which was you know using uh, we, we like to call it adventure based therapy to engage engage our audience and that's you know current military to be veterans uh, first responders frontline responders right nurses doctors and we also do support that by another wing too where we do have professional resources available for that uh, when we get to that point but sometimes i think as you know as i know it takes a while to get there so maybe you know, we use that avenue as a as an icebreaker. You know, not a scary movie question, <laughs> but <laughs> but we use it as the ability to to kind of just hold a, an open space with people who who get the the journey you've been on. So, how are you familiar with that? And where did you come from? And how did you get this idea in your head to start Project Zero? Oh man! So way back in 1984. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, in the 1900s. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I joined the Marine Corps in 2004. I actually grew up in. Close to the area, I'm from Champions, which is right down the road. When I was younger, I, there's a daycare up off. Of, uh, it's that church right off the Pass Zion on the right. They used to have a daycare, and that's right. Okay, I, like, yeah. Oh, really, yeah. Like, yeah, I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, Tom, Tomball was just an extension. It was a place you go to, and now it's just all interconnected. But, yeah. you know, it was really small when I grew up here. So, I, I actually came back home to, to start everything. I'm from the Houston area. I mean, I went to Klein High School. Yeah. When I graduated, I decided to do this the smart thing and go to college that didn't work out too well but that <laughs> yeah. wasn't smart so not uh, all of us are fit for college that's for sure you no know, it took me a while to get fit for college so i joined the marine corps in 2004 i served until about 2011 i worked in communications and i've deployed to iraq and afghanistan i've had you know friends that joined the marine corps i think the thing to do was around 2003 was to join the military because it was like <laughs> oh look there's something going on and yeah. i can go can go do that. So I've got friends that are still in, friends that I've gotten out, friends I've made along the way from different branches, from different countries and different branches. Mm-hmm. What it was for for me wasn't necessarily 100% about me. It was about what you see along the way and the people that you meet. So Kyle gets out in 2011, third person like very rarely are. Right. So <laughs> 2011, go back to school, graduate through that. And I started getting involved a little bit in the veteran organizations like SVA, Student Veterans Association. And start meeting some other guys who've been through some heavier stuff, right? They were in Fallujah in 2004, which oh, I wasn't in. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were through some other things. And I think through all, through all of our service, all of our experience, you know, just kind of we can still have these conversations. But I didn't do a lot then. I was just kind of more concerned about me. I, mean, I got to go yeah. to work and do the, do the thing you're supposed to do. So I went and worked at oil field. 90% of my office were vets. So that was pretty cool. It was really comforting along the way to have those guys of all eras Gulf War vets had a couple of Vietnam guys that in there, of course, GWAT, which is the conflict since 2001. Yeah, that that was the cool part is getting to meet all of those people along the way and then slowly getting involved in some of these different organizations and just meeting people. And unfortunately, you know, watching some of them either progress, that was good or deteriorate. And that that was kind of the point, you know, you start just seeing this need that we know is unmet that we still keep striving for, right? You hear numbers like 17 a day, 22 a day, just depending on what statistic that's out there. And then eventually, you know, a couple of us arrived at this idea to let's just go 
take on something on our own because why not? <laughs> I mean, isn't that really how everything starts? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, I see a, see a problem. A huge um, need. Yeah. 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 It's, and let's try to fill it. So we all kind of left an organization we were volunteering for. I'll leave it unnamed and just decided to try something. So you have an idea, absolutely no plan whatsoever because that's <laughs> the way we roll. What you see today is kind of what we've morphed into over the past two years and that's also been really rough because the past two years have just been <laughs> insane. Yeah. So that's a high level view. But yeah, honestly, you know, from my service in the military and watching people that I served with and then meeting people along the way, that was the biggest part that the biggest catalyst was like who you've, I guess, cataloged into friendships or into acquaintances and just kind of watched them either move on and how they were successful or unfortunately the ones that, you know, have eroded or degraded. And unfortunately, sometimes we're no longer here with us. And you know, how can we make a difference in some way that we know how that we're competent in? And, you know, as a Marine, we're, like, we're not competent in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I hear y'all yeah. are experts on crayons. Yes, they're yeah. delicious. So uh, we do snack on those. And that's, I've actually gotten crayons in the mail. <laughs> so uh, that's been that's a great inside joke. And yeah, not even, my, it's not even an inside joke anymore. <laughs> no, it's definitely, yeah, my my old lieutenant was, or is, I know, you can't say former Marine, right? Yeah. He is a Marine that's no longer active duty. So that was one of the biggest jokes, of course, going around the station all the time. And we got this new volunteer firefighter, and he's now a full-time firefighter, but he was Navy. So yeah. as soon as he got to the station and heard Marine, he just went straight to those jokes. And I was like, bro, you are brand new in the station, but yeah, you're going to fit in because yeah. you got a smart ass mouth and I like <laughs> it. You know, mental health is such a taboo subject. Oh, straight up. And 100%. I hate that, man. And because I, I think it's led to, I don't know if you know this, but Texas is one of the worst, if not the worst states for offering mental health services. Yeah. So in our research, we found that states like Texas, which is unfortunate, and we have a huge population, yeah. a huge veteran population, a huge first responder population, that we're still really behind a lot of other states. And, you know, from a non-political standpoint, you know, we look at places that offer those services. But the other thing is, is how, how effective do they offer those services? So the other statistic we have to look at is like, how effective are they at what they do offer? And fortunately, we've had a lot of great organizations that have uprooted or not uprooted, upstarted, started up. Started up. There, there we go. go. We'll uh, get English together. Yeah, I mean, English. it's Monday for me. So I'm an Aggie too. So that makes it even worse, right? Like I got uh, so many jokes now. Oh, man. An Aggie Marine. This is great. <laughs> I was gonna, you know, <laughs> The, the the joke is that I'd say is like, I'm, I'm addicted to cults. I like Jeeps. I like, I'm an Aggie <laughs> oh, and I'm a Marine. Yeah. So that's not, not actually true, but yeah. that's, that's kind of what I, what I do. But uh, yeah, I live yeah. the Jeep life too. So I know I get it. <laughs> yeah. No, the, I was, when we met up for lunch the other day, didn't have mine. I was so sad. And yeah. We couldn't just park next to each other. I that's know. That's what we do. Couldn't you know? park on the tire. <laughs> no, no. I didn't even have it. It's up in Marilla right now. Oh, we, got you. But yeah. Yesterday, I, I just got off shift this morning and yesterday my, my firefighter who was driving is a huge Toyota fan. So he's he's got a forerunner. Yeah. He's selling it, ordering he's already ordered a brand new Tundra. And he is all about wheeling, but he's also all about Toyota yeah. when it comes okay. to it. So he gives me crap about my Jeep yeah. all the time. And then of course I give him crap about his Toyota. Well, yeah. So a part time firefighter that came in to cover so that he could ride up, he has a Jeep. I'm parked 
next to the Toyota, mm-hmm. and then on the other side was the other Jeep. So we had an, a, a nice little Toyota <laughs> sandwich. sandwich there. It was pretty that's, good. That's what we do, right? And yeah. if, if my buddy's Jeep would have been black as well, yeah. it'd be funny because the Toyota, of course, is white, so we would have had an Oreo. Oreo. Yeah. 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 But anyway, yeah. I digress, as <laughs> we'll I normally do on this yeah. show. Quality of mental health services yeah. is definitely important, too, because you're right. Quantity is not the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So you may have 50% more availability of these organizations than we do. But if they're 10% of the quality we yeah. offer, that's not necessarily a better thing either. So you're right. There's some things to look at there. No, 100%. Uh, it, it's, it's true. So a lot of times, and I mean, you talk business on here, a lot of businesses will throw everything mm-hmm. they can at it and you know make quantity of services and quantity of everything, but that doesn't equal quality. So you know, with what we did, we decided to focus on two main efforts, and that was professional mental health services. That is a, a core of us, and we do provide that. And if you notice, we don't market it too much. It's all word of mouth. The thing we do market very well, I think, <laughs> we'll have to get your assessment on that one. Okay, <laughs> is doing the the adventure based therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And from that standpoint, if we focus on those two things, and you see other organizations that they're really whole, all in on one or two competencies, that then we'll find more quality coming out. But you know, sometimes we'll, we'll see. And especially our research, getting this organization up is that, you know, they're, they're throwing everything. I need family counseling. I need couples counseling. I need these, these different areas. And sometimes it does not equate quality. And I'm not knocking those organizations by mm-hmm. any means because I mean, I'll, I even promote a few on here because we share values with them. Like, I mean, you guys are familiar with Lone Survivor Foundation. You've worked with them, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Mighty Oaks Foundation, which is right up the road. You've got Boulder Crest. You've got Camp Southern. You've got all these places and they focus really tightly on one area and it's perfect. And we see a lot of them here in Texas. And the unfortunate thing is I don't, I don't think what we see is not a lot of people know a lot of these organizations do exist. We do because we're in that community, but the greater, the greater population doesn't know. So when they're seeking services for a veteran that may be in an outlier County, right? They just don't, they have nothing for them. Yeah. You know, a great organization we had on the show was Mosaics of Mercy. Okay. Yes. You, so you're familiar with them. I'm familiar with them. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of what they do is act as that that connection because you're right. A hundred percent. We, we also fail in that connecting yeah. people with those services. Yeah. And it's hard because when I think about things like an EAP, for instance, at work, you know, that, that program, while it, it's great that there's assistance for employees there, it's not something I really feel comfortable reaching out to because first of all, it's tied to my employer. Yep. And then second of all, it just seems too traditional for me. And I've said it before because again, <laughs> yeah. another 501c3 we've had on, you know, they, they talked all about mental health with first responders and providing mm-hmm. those services to them and peer support groups to them, much like you, but in just a different like firefighter to firefighter, yeah. you know, instead of first responders and military that's just that's one of the main issues is that I'm more comfortable going to an organization like that or like yours yeah. than I am with that traditional therapist. Not that I won't and not that I haven't because I have. I just don't want to go sit on the couch and just talk to somebody. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. go wheeling. Yeah. I'd rather cuss. I'd rather yeah. drink. And I'd rather sit around a bonfire and, and talk to people who understand where I've been. So I'll get you on one thing. And this, yeah. is, this is cool. So we actually do preach. There's two kind of cultures that we have. And... We call it our campfire culture. So there's a little bit different. So we might turn into a bonfire later on where we kick it on and we swap those interesting stories that families 
they hear them, they still think we're uh, a little off. But it's it's just releasing some <laughs> some story that we have. But My family knows I'm off, so. <laughs> you know, which isn't you know, which is sometimes it's a pressure relief valve. We'll kick that on a little bit later. But we usually start with the campfire, you know, and some guys will talk about their their jobs, their experiences, and some of those things. And then you get into the little more wily stuff that like, hey, when I was a young Marine, you know, I was 21 years old, and I could first drink, and that that comes a little bit later. But but you're right, you know, one of the things we've run into. And we've talked about, and I've actually been to some emergency service districts and talked to their people is that, Hey, we offer this great EAP. And I think that's excellent. You need that in place because for sure, one, there's not one solution to solve any of this. No, none whatsoever. And some people will go that route. Some people want to be a little bit more shielded until they're ready to go that route. So they want to go to something that's confidential. So on our professional services side or total wellness services, as we like to brand it, is that you can go talk to somebody. It's completely anonymous. It's completely confidential. And it costs you absolutely nothing to go Mm. as long as you need to. And we average about 13 sessions with a counselor per person that's come through. And the idea is, is that Maybe that's what you need to then circle back into your organization and say, hey, I'm ready to talk to the to the chief, to ready to talk to the boss, ready to talk to right. somebody. But honestly, that's because it's still such a stigma and I don't think we'll ever get over that 100% that maybe you need that that third party that's that isn't tied to anything mm-hmm. to get comfortable having that conversation, to move yourself in a new direction and then come back to the job ready and fresh to go, or maybe you were more comfortable talking about those situations, getting involved in your peer support groups, getting more involved in that. But sometimes it takes stepping away and there's nothing wrong with that. I think the problem is, and I know the problem is, is sometimes it's really actually we're overcorrecting because it's so stigmatized. We're just going to pump it down your throat and then hopefully that will attract you. But I think as you know, and you work on the marketing side, if you over just mash, you know, videos 24 seven of this one particular product, people are going to move more away from it than they're going to move towards it. So really kind of taking that hands off approach, we've found it started to be successful. Yeah. I mean, and and we, on the marketing side, just to correlate that we see that with social media, with Instagram, (laughs) you should never take to your, your post feed to sit there and highlight your product. Yeah. In in a salesy type way, right. you know, you yeah. shouldn't say I sell hats and here's my hat and it's this much and you should buy one. No, it's, you need to it's personality. It's, yeah, this is to, what I look like wearing the hat. This is the places right. that I go with my hat. These are yeah. the kind of experiences you will have in my hat. Exactly. Yeah. That way you're you're creating engaging content that someone likes to see and then they go, oh, wow, that yeah. hat looks really nice. Mm-hmm. And this is ABC Hat Company. Uh, I bet I can buy this hat on their website. And then they, they come to you in your DMs. They slide over into your DMs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's where you make your sale. And it's the same thing to me. And, and this is a personal anecdotal yeah. experience. But for me, if you come out, when I show up to go wheeling and you're like, oh, yeah, bro. So here's the thing. We offer professional counseling and here's what it is. And here's how you qualify. And here's what you get. And yeah. here's what you need to do. And this is important. And yeah. I've got your back, brother. And don't you worry about it and all that stuff. I'm going to be like, man, I'm never going wheeling with these creeps again <laughs> because it's too much. It's in my face. But if yeah. you just play it off kind of like that, hey, we're always here for you, man. Like anytime mm-hmm. you want to come out with us, we'd love to listen to you. But just so you know, we offer like full on straight up professional counseling too, if you want that. But anyway, let's go out and, you know, do this, you know? And the great thing is, is we correlate a lot of the the things you experience while you're, while you're out there. And and it's really subtle. So when like the team and I talk, which is mainly the board members and we've just, as we've 
added in new members because we've literally had an overhaul of our board. We have an adventure director now who's also we're a working board. So it's not like we just hire these guys in. It's right. like, hey, you're on the board, but you're also helping. But we we had that subtle conversation. Have your eyes out for this. Look out for this. If the conversation can sway that way, fine. If not, that's okay. But the biggest part, and this is a word that we used to use in another organization, is vulnerability. We can do that, right? We can tell your story or you can tell your experiences with other Mm -hmm. people. And it's completely – I mean, it's unscripted. Yeah, it is. But we do have our intention going in there of like, hey, man, the idea, go share your experiences and then – and that's how we build on things too. And then experiencing something new. So now you have a new shared experiences with a new tribe, I guess, if you want to call it that, a family, a group of, of men and women who have a similar background. Mm-hmm. And it just starts to get cohesive. And I think that's where, where we really like to see that, that go. And we are really subtle about it. Hey, this is something else that we offer. If we have mental health out there as in a professional, he or she will play a, a backseat. They're just mm-hmm. part of the crew. They're part of our team, you know? And if you need them, they're there. If you want to talk to them, they're there. But they're there just as we are yeah. to just get out and experience, you know, what nature has to offer. What I find interesting about that is what you're doing there is you're kind of taking away this gap of patient versus, you know, yeah. doctor. Yeah. It's we're here, we're peers. Mm-hmm. Now I can be vulnerable with you because I trust you. Yeah. Because we're on the same level. You're not going to hold this over my head. I think some of therapy is that just feeling the feeling of inadequacy. Yeah. You know, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. But it's not okay to stay not okay. Yeah. And that's one of the things too, that we also on the the professional side tried to erase. One of the counselors that we were working on bringing in to help us out was stating a a, a fact. He goes, actually 80% of it is relationship Mm -hmm. between the counselor Mm -hmm. and between the patient. And so if they can break down that wall and make it feel more peer to peer, which it really is. Yeah. uh, and that's actually what we do go for. So it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. So if you want to get scouted for our organization, I say scouted as if you're like <laughs> out and trying to get a baseball player. Picking uh, them off or what? <laughs> but when we look for people and when Jennifer, so Jennifer Lawrence, better than the actress, our licensed independent clinical social worker who's on our board and our clinical lead, mm-hmm. when she goes out and has a conversation with somebody, it's what is your background? Yeah. Oh, hey, I started at XYZ agency and, you know, I was working with small kids and I like to, you know, dance in sunflowers. That's cool. That's you. But we need people who came up in this industry. So yeah. one of our other counselors who's volunteered with us and he's going to come out to uh, – well, he said it'd be past tense. Well, the golf tournament we would have oh, had is yeah. yeah, Mario. Yeah. He's an Army veteran turned – Certain therapist, he runs an organization or a company called Houston Veterans Counseling and provides services for us. You could have a conversation with that guy and you're going to relate if you come from a similar background. Right. Another guy was a eight year law enforcement officer. Another one we're looking at, you know, she served, I can't remember how many years. I don't run that side of thing. That's Jennifer's dad. I got it. <laughs> but, you know, I think 10 plus years in the Air Force and uh, her meditations all swear. So it's really good. You know, it's, <laughs> when she told me about that, I was like, yeah, we need to bring her on. Yeah. So we actually really do look on that side to, if we're going to bring somebody in, you have to understand the culture that th- these men and women come from. Yep. And if you're going to work with them, you know, you're going to work with them understanding it's going to be a more peer-to-peer relationship. Now, we do love having the professional side. We like having peers. And peers are great, but peers aren't professionals. For so sure. So we kind of have to really yeah. play that that close. So you might, when you're out, develop a relationship with another veteran or a first responder that's on the trip. But the thing we also have to be cognizant of and aware of is that we don't want that person turning into a therapist. Mm-hmm. We've seen that before, and that's very dangerous. Well, they're suffering yeah. too. Yeah, they are. So, so yeah. They, or they could have made it through, and they make a very good guide or a mentor, but counselor, no. You know, And if they were going for that for education, they eventually get to that point. That's great. But what we want to do is just kind of set the tone. Is like everybody is here to 
to make better and improve everybody else and to support everybody else. And going back to the the actual like event when you're either camping or you're freezing your butt off in Aladuro <laughs> a couple of weeks ago is that you can translate a lot of those things. So if we go into recovery mode, right, you stick a vehicle and you have to start pulling out the the straps and you have to start problem solving. You know how many of these guys like go to their oh, natural man. state? They're they're in. You know, it's just the problem switch. solvers. Yeah, problem yeah, solvers. Yeah. They're like, okay, you need to work on this. You need a spot here. Somebody get the camera. You know, because we need 100%. to film all. This. No, that is yeah. absolutely <laughs> important. But then we start to communicate and. Honestly, it puts people kind of in this confident mode of being able to communicate and to problem solve. And we we'll, might debrief that a little bit, five, 10 minutes at the most, because honestly, that's all you need. But you, you know, you can say, Hey, man, you're really, you pin, you start p- pointing out these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're really confident here. You took on that obstacle really well. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for doing this. And what I feel and we're capturing more on this as we can is like, what does that do to somebody long-term? Oh, How yeah. are we being more focused on the solution, which is them being more strong in who they are mm-hmm. than anything else besides tell me about your darkest secrets. You know, that, that, that doesn't always work. It's and, the little things in life. And as first responders, those add up so easily where it's like, I didn't feel appreciated here. I worked my ass off at, you know, the job, whatever it yeah. is, military, mm-hmm. fire, EMS, police, or if you're out of that now and, and you're into teaching or whatever it is, it's like, I worked my ass off here and I didn't get what I deserved. And then, you know, this person doesn't feel happy about my service. And then this person doesn't feel, you know, and it's just one thing after another stacks up and it's yeah. never, it's always the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. It's never, you know, a huge log that fell down on the camel. It's just a straw. Yeah. And, and that's because all of those small stressors add up to be a big thing. Yeah, it's it's just compounding over time. And and what's really funny is and, and funny in the sense of that it's right. staring us right in the face, not that it's actually See, hilarious. And because yeah. we get yeah. each other's yeah. you know, and you that's what's so that crucial is yeah. right. Like the average listener is like, Well, what's funny about that? Yeah. And yeah. meanwhile, I'm like, It's terrible. Yeah, that's crazy. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And, we always have it's to explain. Funny. <laughs> yeah. I always have to like walk back when I say something because when I talk to an audience that gets it, they're just like, Oh yeah, it was right right. It means it's blindly staring you in the face. Yeah. Is that you know, a lot of things that count for you'll you'll see in veterans suffering PTSD is a uh, childhood trauma right? Poor relationships in the family, abusive parents, alcoholism running rampant. You'll find that in the first responder side too. Then, you know, a lot of those veterans are kind of overcorrect. I'd say veterans, people who serve are now correcting because they want to do better. And then you'll find that maybe something they experienced was then they might've gotten out and been fine. And this isn't everybody, but some of the cases that I've seen coming along the way, or I've researched or I've studied or talked with our team Mm -hmm. is that maybe the one thing that sets them off is wasn't was the the straw that broke the camel's back. We saw in 2000, was it 15, when the, the oil industry started going down? I was laid off from there. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, that, that just kind of took all that that pressure and just cracked the dam and things didn't go too well for me. Yeah. And I watched that with other guys too that had a similar background. You know, It wasn't the fact that oh, the transition out of military, which is a tough thing on its own. And we see that for guys who are either retiring or transitioning out of the first responder side too. That is a struggle as well. But again, it's these multiple points of of stress that eventually just become too much and it could be the the day of the next day a week month year 10 years from now eventually something's going to give if they don't address it and that's not to say everybody's going to do that there's right. some very resilient folks right they bounce right back everything is is fine and i think we said this at lunch is we don't ever go in assuming people are broke ever right, right. Because if you go in with that and assuming you need to fix something is the minute they're going to either become really guarded and defensive, mm-hmm. you just 
come in wanting the best for them. And that, I think that is the thing that, that has been, a, I'd say a game changer. We're still getting there, but <laughs> has really helped as we've evolved, as we've changed team members out. We come in just wanting to be a base of support uh, and a, a base of just wanting the best for the people that we work with. And I actually have something for that. So we went to the Assist the Officer Gala this weekend. My wife and I, we get like to get fancy every now and then. Yeah. So I do not wear to. in suits, but you know, we hadn't been somewhere in a couple of years, especially since COVID. I think the last gala we went to was a veteran one. Anyway, so we've got friends and family that are Houston police officers and we've done some work with Houston Police Officer Union. And I had mentioned to Tim Whitaker, who is the president of Sissy Officers Houston, I said, oh, man, you know, yeah, we were looking at going to the gala. It's just the golf tournament's coming up and everything else. He's like, I got two tickets for you. I was like, oh, great. Thanks. When is it? He's like, tomorrow. I was like, okay. Short notice. Short notice, but <laughs> it's great. Get a sitter for the kids, send them off to the grandparents' house, put on the suit, get the dress going, and get to go sit in this room with some of, some of Houston's finest, right, on the, on, the, on the Houston Police Department. And they hadn't had the gala since um, – 2018. So you mm-hmm. had 2019, 2020, and 2020, 2021 recipients of, you know, police officer of the year, investigator of the year. And just getting to hear some of those things that you don't hear on the news, the case reports, yep. like the, the own heroes in our backyard that, that don't get acknowledged. And so that was another thing that kind of got us as an organization was, okay, I know this because I've got, you know, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my father-in-law are, are HPD. I've got friends that got out of the military that went to police departments or here in Houston, ones that went fire, ones that went EMS. And we can talk about those things, but it's a blip on the news. Like, oh, hey, here's yep. this guy. Or, hey, here's this, you know, cop that beat up on somebody else. That's, you know, 1% of the 99 that are mm-hmm. out there just trying to do good in the community. And it's stressful. So you got this room of that's really uplifting and supporting these other guys, you know, that went through. When you hear some of the cases, you're like, hold, like, we heard this happened, but we didn't hear the detail. And then you get to talk to those guys. And then I just drop in the mission and that's it and say, man, I'm just grateful you're here and you did the right thing to save your partner or whatever it is. If you need anything, just text me. And that's it. You know, we're just here to support you and you don't have to preach to them and it'll pay dividends in the, in the long run. But that's a big thing is that I, audience, you still don't see it. And I, I know you said, I heard a word earlier, you know, unappreciated. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. That's my, that, and that was my point to that statement is that all those little things add up to tear you down. And it's kind of like a weight loss journey where um, (laughs) all those little things that you eat weigh you up, right? They make you you weigh more to get it off. You have to do those little things one at a time to drop all that weight. And it's the same thing in my mind. It's just, it may not be the end all be all to, you know, their problem. It may not be the solution, but if you can give those little confidence boosts, yep. what is vulnerability? Yeah. I mean, vulnerability is not having confidence, not having yeah. faith in yourself. You're yeah. just, you're, you're being vulnerable. You're opening up and you're bearing it all and just saying, I've got a problem. Here's my problem. And yeah. I, I can't handle this. But if yeah. you can just give those little words of affirmation, mm. and I say that to people so often in life. You know, whether it's business and we're talking about, you know, free reviews or free shares or likes of your friend's post or or whatever the case may be. It's like those little things that you do mean so much to certain people because we never know what somebody's going through. And, and, you know, quickly, you're right. Like when somebody walks up and they want to be a part of that event you want to make sure that you are generic enough because everyone's fight (laughs) is so different. Not everyone needs the same thing. And it may just be as simple as like, hey, we're just happy to have you here. Because I know 
I plan on attending some events and I'm not saying I need to come to professional yeah. counseling right now. Yeah. Everybody can benefit from talking to a therapist. If you're scared, you're going to look dumb because you want to go talk to a therapist, then reach out to me and I'll get you over that because you don't know the burden you're carrying yep. until you sit in that office and you bear your entire life to somebody. <laughs> and then they go, damn, well, no wonder you're so screwed up. Like I get it. Like listen to your life, you know? So everybody needs therapy. But I don't have a significant issue right now that says, yeah. I need to go wheeling with these guys because I need to get some shit off yeah. my chest. I just want to go because it's great to be surrounded by words of affirmation. And it's great to be surrounded by people who understand you and who say, hey, we're all in the same boat, man. So good yeah. to see you. Thanks for coming out. So, the mental health space, you know, the conversation always seems to center around getting better. Yeah. We don't ever put emphasis into mental health when we're talking about staying good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why, God, why do we have so to be bad? Why do yeah. we have to have a bad mental health state to work on your mental health? Yeah. Why can't you work on good mental health to get great mental health? You know? That is like, so good. Yeah. Like, that's a tagline. Yeah. We should, don't get better. Stay good. Yeah. Like, keep it. You I can like it. Run with I'm it. Stealing that one. Yeah. Have yeah. It. Have that's it. it. Project <laughs> Zero's new tagline uh, on the website. How do we? How do we do trademark that really fast? Like, uh, here, I'll um, get the government Right. Trademark.gov over. But dang it. You got the computer. I got a computer. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Cheater but over there. That's it's absolutely true too. And that's I think I think a thing again when we come in and we say we assume if we come in assuming people aren't good mm -hmm. and that they're here because they're they're broke. Maybe they're just searching for a new community or right. something else to do. They're they're already on this path of doing really well for themselves. Right. They just want to sustain that. But I think everybody what what I see, and this isn't necessarily true, and this is a thought that's crossed my mind and I've, and I've witnessed it is people want to see that roller coaster. Mm -hmm. and, you know, like the other day I actually texted a buddy of mine. I was like, Hey man, dude, I feel really unregulated. I got this whole you know tournament that will have already been done by the time the podcast is. Yeah. So we do that. And we were talking. Yeah, about no, it. <laughs> I mean, everybody, um, I think by now, 20, yeah. 24, 25 episodes live by the time of this recording, mm -hmm. I think our, our guests get it that it's been very popular. So many yeah. people are on that this episode will probably air in May or June. So yeah. that's fine. But we have an, you know, an event coming up. I, you know, I just got off of one doing, uh, we went to Paladero Canyon. So that's the outdoor piece. Now I got to do, I'm doing a fundraiser and then I'm doing a, a veterans wheeling event right after that or veterans and first responders. And then after that, we've got shark fishing. And then after that, I've got to do more fundraising. And so constantly I've got this tug of, of, or, of events that are going on. And I feel like personally me, you're right. Sometimes I feel like I have to ride that roller coaster before I do anything about it. So I text a buddy of mine, uh, but my buddy, Bob, he's in Iowa. I met him through another organization. I was like, Hey dude, I'm feeling very unregulated. He's like, well, you know, he hasn't responded back, but I know his response. So this is just <laughs> like, I think it was yesterday. He's a teacher. So he's busy, right? His response is going to be like, then why'd you let it get there? Oh, you know, and that's all I needed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I could have. You're right. Put, Sack up. I got yeah, it. Yeah. Put, yeah. Put, the, put the laptop down, go run, go exercise, go read a book. That's actually one thing I've started to frame personally since I started this is that a lot of that is still business growth. Mm -hmm. Like nobody, I don't, you probably have people on who talked about that and they feel like they're constantly like at work and I'm like, put on a podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah. Put on a book. That's business growth. You're working on yourself, which yeah. is then going to pay dividends in your business. Go run for an hour. You know, I come up with a lot of. <laughs> Hold on. All right. So we were doing a we were doing a feedback survey the other day for one of our events and I had to come up with questions and I was out raking the yard, right? Yeah. I was raking the yard, thought of every survey question, went down the set of the laptop, done. Didn't yeah. remember any. Ever. And so, you know, it's like shower thoughts or if you're doing yeah. anything else. Yep. And so a lot of these traditional ways of that I learned to do business after I got out of the military is like still sticking with me while I do this. And so 
and it doesn't have to be for business. It could be for your personal mental health or your your own well-being is that a lot of those avenues which seem untraditional are probably the best thing for you. Like we always want to face this problem head on. If I read another book, if I listen to another podcast, not that podcasts aren't great. I so, love them personally. I, well, yeah, I think yeah. No reason, not but, biased. But if I keep trying to find the solution, it'll eventually get up in front of me instead of you are the solution. You, yeah, and, and somebody, man, you told me that that you are the solution to all your own problems. But the thing is, you just have to do it. And so I think if we can show a little bit of guidance and emulate those things, mm-hmm. that that's the best thing you can do for a human being is, you know, kind of live live that journey. And, and as you had said, you know, don't let things get too bad. Just keep being more productive is not the word I like to use. I don't like the word productivity sometimes, but just keep sustaining where you're at. Yeah. You know, like there's always this pressure from society. I mean, it's a very American thing and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's also to to get better. You need mm-hmm. to be better than you were yesterday. And while I like that, yes. why can't you sustain where you're at for a little while? Like Sometimes kind of you have it. to. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy that little plateau. Not to say that there's that you can't get better because right. honestly, like, you know, my rowing could get better. My workouts could get better. My jujitsu could get better. All, all that could, but uh, man, rowing. I've made it. You don't like the rower? I hate the rower. <laughs> All those things could get better. But the other thing that you don't do is you look at how far you've come. Yeah. And say, maybe yeah. I can just kind of enjoy this like peak for a minute before I go on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not let well, it go down. If you climbed a mountain, wouldn't you stop and look at the scene for a second? Uh, don't get me started. Oh, man. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so how do I, first of all, how do I know if I qualify to take part with Project Zero? No, easy. Are you a first responder? Yes. Got it. Okay. Yep. Active, retired. I don't care where right. I am from. Can you show me credentials to show that you were? Uh, that's what we need. You know, as a veteran, BDD214 BDD, yeah. is a somebody who is a prior, current, or retired first responder or frontline responder, doctors, nurses, you guys qualify too. You probably had to wheel people in the ER. Uh, I, that's yeah, the ER is terrible. G- gooey, if I guess is who you can yeah. call it especially if you work downtown, those are the, or in the medical center, those are the things we look for. Will at one point we have spouses and kids out? Yeah. And we might hold a family event, but honestly, if you want to qualify for a service, which is to either talk with our professional mental health side, or you want to come out, those are the two things. Now, if you're a caregiver, so if you're somebody who does take care of your significant other, they're more than welcome because you're one and the same with that that person. And we have nothing against that. We've had them request to come out, but you know, accommodations, sometimes we can't reach. That's another issue of going outdoors is accommodations, but yeah, that's it. That's how you qualify. So how so, much money do I need to bring to take part? Absolutely nothing. So it's I like, I know the answers yeah, to these questions yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Thanks to some of the generous donors, uh, from the, the events that we've had, we're doing a lot better than we did the, f- the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. The only thing we're not paying right now is fuel costs. That's just number one is just expensive. Oh my God. Uh, oh, and yeah. Number two is, you know, we're looking for partners for that so we can get there and a future trip. We're talking with another organization of getting, they've, solve that problem. So how do we solve problems? We talk to other people who've been there and we solve those problems. Right. We'll get there. Do you have to have a rig? Absolutely not. How did you know my next question? That's exactly where I was going to go. What if I don't have Uh, a Jeep? What if I don't have a Toyota? What if I don't have any of that stuff? You uh, you don't have to. We do have people who have come out who want to volunteer their time to come out. They might let you drive. They might not. That's up to them. We all sign waivers, right? So anytime we try to bring professional spotters out. So we've had that. And we do bring non- first responders or veterans out, but they're volunteers. There gotcha. are people who want to, you've been in the community, in the outdoor community. They're, they're oh my like, God. They're like you. Like, it, it's a brotherhood yeah, there yeah. too. Like they, if you're a first timer, go to a park. Yeah. 
like Marble Falls, Hidden Falls yep. in Marble Falls, and just walk out there and walk up to a random stranger and say, hey, I've never wheeled before in my life. What should I do? And I guarantee <laughs> the response is going to be, well, get behind me. Let's go. Yeah. And they're going to take you out on all the one, two, three diamond trails and make you feel like a pro and teach you so much along the way. Yep. Like they really are. And the Jeep community, too, even though we do badger each other and tear each other apart, which is even more of a reason why they're like the first responder community, yeah. it's it truly is like anybody. I gave from Hidden Falls, I gave a complete stranger a ride home. Yeah. And her and her husband are friends with us today <laughs> because they just totally trashed their rig, not even on purpose in a mud hole because they're terrible and needed a ride home because – they had a trailer and they yeah. could pay fuel for the trailer, but they just didn't have a ride. Well, we've we've seen that. You know, we've uh, we did last year. We did the Polidoro Challenge. I can. It's going to come out in time. We'll actually have our own veteran group for that. The Polidoro Challenge. That that'll be our first responder. But we watched guys crater a rig in there. You know, steering blew out something, and everybody just is like, "Hey, I got these parts." Uh, one of our board members, <laughs> Ben, he. He had running boards and not sliders. He's like, man, I thrashed the running boards. And the guy just comes over and dumps sliders for his gladiator nice. into the bed. They're like, all yours. He's like, oh, for what? He's like, because you need them. Yeah. And so that's the kind of thing in the community. Uh, the last trip we had, you know, somebody had their four-wheel drive stopped working on a, from an obstacle. That's why my Jeep is up in Amarillo. And I said, hey, man, let's get you home. I got a trailer. Let's put you on the trailer because I got a I got to haul all this gear because we provide everything that we can. Tents, right. food, check, you name it. Like bring yourself. We're not going to clothe you, by the way. So unless we, get, <laughs> unless we get some cool swag, you know, going, which we've talked about is that, hey, and he needed to get back to Austin. Well, that's on the way home. So get on the trailer. I'll drop you off at home. And he was thankful for it. I said, are you sure, man? Because I, I didn't want, you know, the, the intent here isn't to for you to bring your, your thing out and, and to thrash it. But he's into that community. At the same time, the guy who doesn't, isn't into any of that, or I should say doesn't own any of that. When he comes out with us, it's not a, it's not a, a prerequisite either. So, you know, what we're trying to do is to create an experience and that experience, maybe you own something and half the guys that come out, they own something. They've never been out with a group like us. They've always kind of gone on their own, which is great. We yeah. want them to go back to you, but maybe they want that little bit of community. For sure. And sometimes, listen, I believe we're built for community. I believe we're built to be around other people. However, I will say this is that sometimes you need a little bit of solitude, but what if they come back to us as a regrouping point and then kick back out to their own adventure or finding their, their friend who's a firefighter or a police officer or a veteran and say, Hey man, like I've been learning how to do this a little bit better. And they bring them out. That's the cool thing is like, how do you put yourself out of business that from a nonprofit standpoint, that's the end state, right? You know, is the, how do we not exist anymore? I think that's one way, at least on that side, to go about it. So just to kind of wrap things up yeah, here, yeah. give us that elevator pitch <laughs> to the million-dollar donor that's about yeah. to cut a check to you. And then tell us the best way to support you besides money, because every nonprofit, yeah, that's exactly what they say is write a check. And rightfully so. That's what you need. You know, 501c3s are a business just like any other business. They have to have funding. That funding has to come from somewhere. So we know you need money, but man, tell us how to support you on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. And just, just kind of close out the show with that. Easy. So the mission of Project Zero is to improve veteran and first responder mental physical and social well-being. And we do it, right? We do it through cost-free confidential counseling. We do that through adventure-based therapy. And then we also connect them to resources for continued growth. That is it in a nutshell. The elevator pitch is, here's what we really need. We need connection to qualified counselors, people who serve and, and from across the United States. While our focus is here in Texas and especially in Houston, where a majority, if not all of our, our clinical clients have come from, 
is that if you have a background working with military because you are military or a first responder and you've become an LCP, an LCSW or above, is that you know it takes maybe you make an availability for one or two hours a week. Eventually, we're going to get to the point where we can compensate as a, as a contractor because honestly, people got to eat, mm-hmm. right? And that, then maybe that leads to something where we have more sustainable people along the way. That's number one. Number two, gear. Gear is always something that we could use. You know, it's not, not in the form of money, but food sponsors. We, we eat really good when we're out there because I think a really good shared meal with a, with a, with a group of people, a nice steak or something works out really well. And if you ask the guy, I can't cook, that won't let me on the grill. Oh so man, that's a shame. Yeah. It's just a skill set I didn't pick up. I'm an only child, man. So I didn't really, oh, like yeah. that makes sense. learn that. Right. So we're everybody else they they can cook really big meals, but you know, we've had, uh, when we were up in Paladuro, we had uh, one of the retail stores donate food, another one donate food. Th- those are cool things. We have a lot of gear. We have tents that we have, but you know, cots for the guys if they don't have them. Camp chairs are always great. We try to make it as non-involved as possible. So if you don't have it, we'll have it. And we're getting to that point. We started to add to the arsenal of gear that we can supply. Volunteers, if you like wheeling, if you like going wheeling, you can hear that song. No, like oh my god, it's a, I'll I'm play to it look for this you later. Up. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the uh, reels. So yeah, if if that's what you if you want to give that gift back to somebody, if you want to take them along, we're more as we produce more events that'll enable us to do more events. I'm one person, so are our board. So we have one every other month or maybe every three, depending. But the more people we have involved that want to share that experience, we can find people to put in the right seat to A drive. And they learn a lot doing that too. Spotting and uh, doing all oh, that. Yeah. They, they, they start building relationships. That's the other way to do that. Of course, gear sponsors, we always do giveaways. Rhino USA is one of our sponsors. So if we get uh, recovery gear that we will give out to the to the veterans or we'll raffle off if we need to or the first responders. So some guys have got toe straps from us or from Rhino USA. Those are cool too, you know, and we use them. I'll tell you what, like, and then we don't advertise on purpose, but we do like, oh, here, we're doing a recovery snip. Oh, by the way, those yeah. are great things as well. If you're mechanically inclined and we ever have a guy who tanks something, We'd love to have some shops in the area. We could just drop in really quick. Some of that's just time. You know, Absolutely. It's not necessarily that you know we're looking for the the hundred dollar or hundred thousand dollar check. Those would be great. But in all honesty, the support comes in many forms. You know, I'd say that's probably the best way that besides monetary that we could use support. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, you were asking where you could find us, right? Easy. Absolutely. So our website is com. That was a lot shorter than what it used to be because it's just easier <laughs> to find our Facebook would be the Project Zero. And then on Instagram, we are P R O J Z E R O underscore A D V. The adventure side, Insta's really well. The mental health, not so much. It's unfortunate. And we talked about that stigma and we're trying to get there, but people see guys cooking and camping and around a fire and it just generates a lot more attraction. You know, that's Instagram for you. And then uh, we pretty much stick to, to our core, which is those those two plus our website. You can go on our website. You can sign up for a newsletter that'll come out. We just had the, the March into April, although I didn't change the headline in time for it to do that. But it'll tell you what we're doing every month and where we're going, what events we have coming up. And on the different areas, if you're looking to connect to a resource, you can also fill out information that, that comes and generates to our general email. And so if you're looking for services, if you're looking to get out and involved, that'll go there too. Or you can just hit us up on Messenger. Awesome. Well, and what's good too is, of course, as always in the show notes, you can find all of these links tagged conveniently for you. You can click directly on those and it'll take you to all of these, the website, social media. I can't encourage you enough to please go out and support this cause. It is something important to beefy marketing. It's important to me. It's important to the world. We got to keep our first responders healthy 
happy and doing their job. But Kyle, I can't thank you enough for bringing Project Zero to us today and telling us all about your baby and all the hard work that y'all are doing over there. I'm sure your board is great. I want to give a shout out to all of them for everything that they do for Project Zero. And then, of course, to all of our listeners for tuning in every Thursday for another episode of the Beef Podcast and supporting these great 501c3s and these awesome companies that we have on the show. Man, I I know that someone's going to come to you from this show because I've had so many people tell me, and, and it's not bragging, I'm just excited about it. They have told me like, hey, I had someone come in the restaurant or I've had someone yeah. come into this place and tell me that they heard about me from the beef. I've never met this person before in my life. So this is working. What we're doing is good. And we could not do it without listeners like you, without sponsors like Community Bank of Texas and without companies and people willing to come and share your story. So I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Listeners, thank you once again for tuning in and we'll see you next week for another episode. You've been listening to the Beef Podcast, sponsored by Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more small business stories, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. To share your story, visit us at beefymarketing.com. Till next time, thanks for listening to the Beef Podcast.